0: Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1134, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. And in case you're wondering, well, what qualifies Dr. Neal to answer my question? Well, when I'm not doing this podcast, I'm actually full-time faculty within the California State University system. I've been featured in over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on all the things I talk about on this show, and I've published peer-reviewed research and presented at national conferences. My doctorate degree is in public health, where my emphases were chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also my Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. But enough about me. I'm sure you're excited to hear today's question. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Today's question came via email. Nick writes, Hi, Dr. Malik. I learned a lot from the episode in which you discussed protein timing. I was always under the impression I should be taking protein immediately after training. It's good to know as long as I'm hitting my daily goals, I will be okay. I'm curious if the same goes for creatine timing. I am currently taking creatine 30 to 45 minutes before and again immediately after a workout. There is a lot of information about creatine amounts, types, and timing out there, and it sometimes conflicts. I was hoping you might be able to provide some clarity or perspective on this topic. Thanks, Nick. Thank you so much for your question, Nick, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm so glad you found the episode about protein timing so helpful. There are so many myths and misconceptions about sports nutrition in general. It's hard to keep up with them all. And as you mentioned, all of the conflicting information about creatine timing especially is just another example of this. And creatine has been available as a supplement for so long. In my first year undergraduate writing class, we had to pick a controversial topic and write about it. I chose creatine as my topic. Back then, Major League Baseball was experiencing some of the highest viewership ratings, all because we wanted to watch which baseball player was gonna beat Roger Maris' single season home run record first, Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa. Both of these home run hitters were suspected of getting this extra power by supplementing with performance-enhancing substances, some legal, some not so much. But one of the legal ones was creatine. So, creatine supplementation has been going on for quite some time. But what is creatine anyway? Is it a protein? Is it a substance that we shouldn't be consuming? Or do we get it naturally from our diets? Well, creatine is actually not a protein. Instead, it's a compound that most animals, including us humans, make naturally. In fact, our livers are responsible for making it. From there, it gets sent to the muscles. This also means any time we eat animal flesh or the animal's muscle tissues, we consume small amounts of creatine too. In the muscles, creatine helps with generating energy. More energy in the muscles may mean more strength and endurance, both of which we want when we're working out or when we're competing. This is why creatine supplementation became a thing. We already know that the type of creatine supplementation seems to play an important role. There are different formulas of creatine, just as you mentioned, Nick. The body seems to respond best when supplementing with creatine monohydrate, as opposed to its other forms, like creatine pyruvate. Studies have found that for most people, creatine supplementation is safe, provided that the product is free of impurities, and that dosing instructions are clearly followed. But for those with pre-existing kidney disease, creatine supplementation is not recommended. This is because any excess creatine in the body has to be removed by the kidneys, which may place them under stress. So how does creatine supplementation work? And to answer your question, Nick, when should it be taken? Well, supplementing with creatine isn't as simple as take a pill every day willy-nilly. In the beginning, a loading phase is often recommended. This means for the first five to seven days of starting a creatine supplementation regimen, 20 to 25 grams of creatine about every four hours is recommended. Then, the maintenance dose is about three to five grams of creatine per day after this initial five to seven days of loading. Studies have found that water weight tends to increase during the initial loading phase. And, Possibly because of this weight that's gained, athletes may find that their performance temporarily suffers, especially when it comes to activities like running and jumping. For maintenance creatine doses though, when should they be taken? Studies conducted about 15 years ago did find that supplementing with creatine after a workout seemed to help athletes gain more muscle mass and lose more body fat when compared with taking creatine before a workout. Other studies found that strength gains improved when creatine was taken after the workout too. But since then, other studies tried to repeat these findings and weren't able to. So most researchers agree on one thing. More research is needed to know the best way to time creatine supplementation. What they can agree on though is that if you wanna see any results, you have to exercise. Exercise improves creatine's effectiveness. The muscles can store more of it when we exercise them. Also, some studies are finding that when you do end up taking creatine, it may be helpful to eat some carbohydrate-rich foods at the same time. The carbohydrate will tell the body to secrete insulin. Insulin will then help the muscles absorb the creatine better. So Nick, the bottom line is, we don't know the best time to take creatine before or after the workout. Instead, we know that exercising our muscles is key and that consuming some carbohydrate with the creatine May help maximize its absorption. So for now, we'll just have to wait and see until more studies are published. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors We'll get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Nick. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. You can email your question to health at oldpodcast.com or if you want your voice on the show, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Right on that page, you can record straight from your computer's microphone. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 love ohd All right, that's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day and all the way through. I hope you have a great start to your weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.